Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You want your Burt Show in one full show every day uninterrupted and dang it you don't want ads no problem become a bonus burt show subscriber find out more at the slash bonus bs the burt show our audio producer kaylee half naked is quite a sight to see yes it is and i i know that because there's a or was a, <laughs> a frame and a picture of him half naked in my new house when I arrived in said new house. And for three weeks now, I've been trying to figure out how it got there. And it has been a mystery. And Kaylee is here to reveal the final mystery. Yes. Now, in looking at it from your perspective, it would seem that I had something to do with it, which makes it even better that I had (laughs) no idea other than giving you and gifting you this photo Two Christmases ago, or three Christmas, whatever I gave it to you, which, or five, actually, I think we determined. So you've had this thing and you've moved it from home <laughs> to home to home. So apparently it meant something special to you. Now, I, l- I, l- let me be totally clear on the way I move, too. I'm very soft. So I have people move for me. So I am not moving the stuff uh, from wherever it is into boxes into my house. So when you say you've moved it, it has made its move, but I have never had my hands on it. And to paint the picture. <laughs> Are you sure? That's important information. <laughs> Not really, that I am you, admitting to. He really wants to clarify that. So, to, And to paint the picture of the picture, we did this towel challenge years ago. Um, and it is Kaylee. It's a black and white photo. It's Kaylee standing there, completely nude, holding a towel ever so precariously mm. over his naughty bits. And yeah, what makes it even towel. what makes it even sexier <laughs> is that towel. Uh, I think a shark bit him in the stomach, so he's got this scar on his stomach, making him even more manly. Well, yeah, I don't know. I used to be very self conscious about that scar when I was young, but uh, yeah, I've embraced it over the years. It kind of <laughs> makes me who I am. But anyway, so are you going to tell? Them that the shark thing was not is a joke. Uh, why? You, well, there are many because when I was self conscious <laughs> about it when I was like twelve or thirteen, like I, I'd be on the beach and I, everybody would always be like, "What happened to your stomach?" And so I just over the years, then I became a body piercer, so I was like, "Oh, it kind of fits." So I just came up with like crazy stories, <laughs> like, "Have you ever seen Alien? You know, it goes in your mouth and comes out your stomach." You know, well, stuff what, like, what is it from? So when I was like um, twelve, I got real sick and I turn jaundice so if you don't know what that is like like started to turn yellow and like they thought I had pancreatic cancer and they ended up having to cut me open and it turns out that I had this thing called chronic fibrosis pancreatitis my liver was scarred and my pancreas was inflamed I don't know it's boring that's a boring story <laughs> yeah you gotta make up something bad yeah, like you got like I got the knife so I ignored the shock story yeah. <laughs> I don't know as a mom it doesn't sound very boring to me right yeah. <laughs> for my parents probably wasn't very boring no. yeah, but needless to say so you know it looked like i pulled an epic prank and but i had nothing to do with it which makes it all the better (laughs) now the whole time i was thinking one i i don't know what you would classify her but you have an assistant Mm -hmm. uh her name is Uh aaron and doesn't she handle some of your house things she does yeah she's like my house manager so points gets me up and points me in the right direction in the morning then handles every aspect does she have like an orchestra wake you up like like, (laughs) (laughs) if i'd ask it for it she probably would so that is who i assumed did it because she probably knows what you own and and helps orchestrate the movement of from house to house so i just assumed it had to be Aaron. Mm -hmm. she oversee she's overseeing all the moves but it wasn't aaron it wasn't. No. And leave it to my wife, who has her ears to the street, seems on everything. She does know everything. I mean, like, yeah, she's like, do you know who planted that there? I'm like, I have no clue. So apparently. So I heard you were at Planet Fitness today, and you were doing some crunches, and you were looking at some other chick. Huh? <laughs> Something like that. Um 
Do you have some? Do you know somebody called Happy to Help LLC? I do. Yeah. Okay. Well, this woman has installed your sand walls. Y- yes. So okay. I, I have a collection. Boy, this is such a. There's a lot of details in this. <laughs> I have a sand collection for every sand I've ever really laid on since like my sophomore year in high school. I'll take some sand from that beach, and they're all labeled, and they're on walls in my house. Yes, and I mean there is a vast amount of. Sand little bottles. Yeah, there's like 130 of them now. Well, she posted something um, recently that said, uh, when you do another beautiful sand wall, but the pick that gets the most attention <laughs> is the one that you put next to Burt Show Burt's bed. <laughs> so she did it. I love her. Uh, I absolutely okay. love her. So was she like, I mean, I guess she was pulling stuff out of boxes yeah. and was like, whoa. Well, this is perfect. Your half-naked picture must have been in the same box with all the sand. And she saw it. She's like, where should I put this? Should I put it in a drawer or right next to him every single night with a candle lit? Right. Exactly. I mean, she okay. deserves something. A raise. Well done. Well, well, done. well, well played. Well played. Well played. And you look good, bro. Thank you. Thank you. Is it still there? <laughs> it, it is not. <laughs> I didn't want to have to explain that every time oh, I had guests over. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, it's in a drawer now. Awesome. Thank you. The Burt Show. Mm-hmm. All right, Katie. You're asking yourself, who's the a-hole, huh? Yes, because my best friend and I, were on the opposite ends on this. And I'm just trying to figure out, is there a proper etiquette when it comes to approaching someone out in the wild? And my friend, how this all started is that my friend and I, we went out randomly. Let's go get some drinks and some food. And we sit at a bar. And so, like, the way we're at this bar is, like, it's a corner. She has... The left corner, and I'm on mm-hmm. the right side. I yeah. guess it's so. It's like uh, if you're playing Monopoly, it's like uh, um, what are the expensive ones? Boardwalk, and then you got the cheapos, Mediterranean. Yes. Okay. <laughs> exactly. And so we're just sitting down, talking, having good drinks, and all that stuff. And a guy randomly decides to approach her. So as I'm in the middle of a conversation with her, this guy walks up and then just looks at her and just says, "Hey, like." I've, I've, I saw you from like across the room and I really thought you were beautiful. Like, you know, can I, can I get your number? Okay. Can we probably go out sometime? Uh, like, he ain't acknowledged the group. No. Just you. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. And I'm more than happy to be a wing woman for my friend. Like I'm all down for that. I'll always, whatever you need, girl, get you a man. Is but, he standing next to her or is he standing in between the two of you at the corner of the bar? In between the two of us. Shut up. He walked in between your conversation, See. didn't even bother to acknowledge you, and just made a move on your friend. Yes. In the dating world, this is divide and conquer right here. Get her away from the friend or get her out of the group. One that, or the that's, other. That's like a tactic. Right? So he goes and he gives his little pitch, and she actually gives him her number, <laughs> which I'm already shocked by. <laughs> so you just wanted some acknowledgement. Had he come up and said... Good evening, ladies, yeah. or something, and then turn to your friend. Then you're like, okay, green light. Yes. Or, but you're not even there. No. It's, or just something like, you know, excuse me, sorry to interrupt your conversation. Exactly. And, I just noticed your friend. And when a dude does that, it's not that you're, you're, like, you're hurt that you're not the one getting hit on. It's just common courtesy. And if you want to get in good with her... You got to get, get in good with her friends. Right. Oh, I'm, I'm, hurt that I'm, I'm hurt that I'm not getting hit on. Okay. So well, you better say, <laughs> <laughs> at the very least, you better say hello. How are you to me? I before mean, you hurt my feelings. The Spice Girls said it a long time ago. If you if you want to be my lover, you got to get with my friends. Oh, I thought it was going to be, tell me, tell me what you want, what you really, really want. <laughs> Is that what that meant? Because I always wonder what that meant. Yes. You what gotta, you mean I got to get with your friends? You got to get... You got <laughs> <laughs> to try each of... You have to try each one of them first, and then you can finally get to me. <laughs> okay, all right. Thank it's you like for clarifying that It's like making it to Bowser at the end of Mario Bros., <laughs> right. right? So I'm glad right now we're all on the same page here, because I'm just thinking it's just common courtesy to acknowledge me. So he gets her number, and he walks off. And then I look at her, I'm like, girl, that wasn't crazy. She's like, oh, what, that he wanted my number? Like, no, 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 that he just interrupted our conversation, didn't acknowledge me just to get your number. And she's like, no, I don't think that's crazy. And I'm like, Mm. you don't think that's crazy. How do you not see anything wrong with this? And she didn't see anything wrong with it. So her and I were going back for like back and forth, like next 10 minutes. I'm like, you don't see how that's rude and Mm. this and third. And she's like, no, that's not rude at all. And now she knows this isn't coming out of jealousy because 
penis is not your thing. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, oh, there's another word for that. It's called lesbian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then that was another factor in my head because that day I was given hardcore lesbian vibes. So how did he not know we were a couple? Mm-hmm. You know? Like, mm. There are so many different factors going on here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I was just offended by everything and the fact that she wasn't even on my behalf and she got mm-hmm. his number and she was okay with getting his number. It's like, that's not a do for you. Like, you I wasn't betrayed. even there, and I'm offended for you. Yeah. I was always taught that you you acknowledge your friends first. Like you acknowledge the woman that you actually want to talk to last. Last, but right? She probably thought he was cute, so none of that mattered. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. that's probably what happened. If he was busted, she would have been on your side. Then she would have she would have wanted him to have manners. You don't gotta have manners when you're cute. <laughs> so everything just goes out the window because he's cute. Yeah. <laughs> While you're out in the wild, there, Abby, is this common where they'll just approach right to you and not even acknowledge anybody else around you? Well, usually they're acknowledging my friends, so I've always been on Katie's side, where I'm like, "Hi, I'm over here too." And I think if you want to play the long game as a guy or whoever's approaching the group, the couple of girls that you see, it's just common courtesy to say, hello, how are you? Because it shows that you respect everyone in the group and you're not just here to get some ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> or I feel like bring a friend with you because later on we saw him again later on and he had a friend with him. I was like, where's that guy earlier? Like mm-hmm. to just, I guess, come in and separate us two or something. Come up with a better game plan. That's my thing. It's yeah. a bold move to make the approach anyway when she's with somebody else or especially if she's in a group of girl. I never had that kind of confidence because... The strikeout factor is super high there. If there if there's four or five girls around, but if he's going to make that move, he's like uh, Kristen said, he's got to acknowledge your presence. Absolutely. And if she wasn't a group, what would you do? Like, would you wait for her to go to the bathroom and just sit outside the bathroom waiting to poach? No, I would get in my car and follow her home, and then um, approach her just as she got inside of her apartment. Gotcha. And that's how. That's usually. Done. <laughs> It, does that work? I don't think that's how they do it anymore. <laughs> I think that's an old school tactic, maybe. So what was the question? If she's there alone? Yeah, No, if she's there in a group. Oh, yeah. When do you make your move? Like, do you wait for her to go to the bathroom and wait outside the bathroom? Yeah, as soon as she's by herself, yeah. You'd be surprised how much, like, I think kinder women can be when you when you have the balls to approach a group than one on one. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've always made a point to acknowledge anybody that comes in and has the courage to approach us because I know it takes a lot of balls. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna be nice. For me, I was so sensitive. If there was just one half eye roll from one of the girls in the group, I felt I was already feeling insecure about it. So you gotta get past that. That's gonna happen. <laughs> that's called what? You, that's gonna happen. You gotta get past the eye roll. It's always gonna be one that eye rolls you. You I'll, just gotta ignore it. I'll just wait. Okay. I'll just wait. <laughs> The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. Beyonce's mom, Tina Knowles, has some words for the quote bozos of the internet. So we talked about this on Monday, I think. Uh, Beyonce had her Renaissance world premiere for her movie, and she wore this beautiful silver outfit. But admittedly, at first glance, I at least thought she looked like a Kardashian. And of course, this led to a lot of comments from her fans wondering who this, quote, white woman was. And so now Tina Knowles has decided to come for people who have similar comments via Instagram. She posted, she reposted a fan-made video set to Beyonce's Grammy-winning single, Brown Skin Girl, and she had a quite lengthy response. So I brought in Beyonce correspondent, producer Katie in here. This is quite long, so feel free to chime in at any time. Okay, well, you're okay. going to have to throw it to her like a news correspondent when you're done, okay? So it'll be like, and then I'll throw it to Katie, who is on the other side of the studio, for comment. All right, so Miss Tina said, came across this today and decided to post after seeing all of the stupid, ignorant, self-hating, racist statements about her, lightening her skin and wearing platinum hair, wanting to be white. Tina, she said she does a film called The Renaissance, where the whole time the theme is silver with silver hair, a silver carpet and suggested silver attire. And you bozos decide that's how she's trying to be a white woman and is bleaching her skin. How sad is that? is that that some of her own people continue the stupid narrative <laughs> with hate and jealousy. Duh, she wore silver hair to match her silver dress as a fashion statement, clown, alien <laughs> superstar. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> And then she started talking about a TMZ correspondent who happened to be white who wanted a statement about fans 
ask fans claiming that Beyonce, quote, wanted to be white. And she said, well, that made my blood boil, that this white woman felt so so entitled to discuss her blackness, lying and faking and acting like you're so ignorant that you don't understand that black women have worn platinum hair since the Etta James days. I just went and looked at all the beautiful, talented black celebrities who have worn platinum hair, and it has been just about every one of them at one time or another. Are they all trying to be white? Every time she does something that she works her ass off for is a statement of her work ethic, talent, and resilience. Here you sad little haters come out of the woodwork. Jealousy and racism, sexism, double standards, you perpetuate those things. Instead of celebrating a sister or just ignoring her if you don't like her. I am sick of you losers. (laughs) And then she goes on to end this statement with, this girl minds her own business. She helps people whenever she can. She lifts up and promotes black women and underdogs at all times. Mic drop. Well, Ooh. thank you, Abby, for... Not, not Katie on the other side of the studio. <laughs> thank you. So I would like to say that I do agree these are all bozos. Um, here's the thing, right? If anyone really knows anything about Beyonce, if anyone's ever followed anything about Beyonce, you already know that she is a lighter complexion black woman. She always has been a lighter complexion. And another thing, um, there's a thing with black people where in the winter, our melanin just starts to get a little bit lighter because we're not in the sun. Okay, so our tan goes away. And she just happens to put on a platinum wig and you want to compare her to a Kardashian when the whole times Kardashians are the ones who are trying to add melon to their skin and look like us? That's Whoa. True. That's true. Okay. That's a good point. Whoa. That's, yeah, a, that's a good point. Don't comfort the queen. Yeah. Don't comfort the queen. She didn't lighten her skin. That That's just her tone. Okay. okay. That's it. All right. Do you want to throw it back? Yeah. yeah. And now back to you, Abby. Okay. <laughs> now this is, a tr- <laughs> this is a trigger warning for anyone who hates hearing about Jada Pinkett Smith because she is back. <laughs> she is back on the talk shows. So she went on the Drew Barrymore show and wanted to make it clear that both her and Will Smith are going to be together forever. Yeah, because nobody else wants to put up with that. Right. No, <laughs> no so one's challenging you. got you. yourself a unicorn man. <laughs> <laughs> the way you talked and disclosed stuff in that book and he's still right there by your side kissing you on the forehead. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I've said this before. These are like your 75-year-old grandparents that have been bragging how they've been married for 58 years, right? And stayed together, but they've hated each other for 56 of the 58 years and there's supposed to be some pride in that? No, man. There's no Go, let him go. I know. I Wish she, I wish she would take a step back, but I know she's really trying to uh, make sure these sales for her upcoming memoir, Worthy, are going to be a hit. But you know what? I'm going to make a prediction that Worthy is going to be a sleeper hit. We're all kind of hating on her now. I think she's going to have more bombshells to come, and we're going to be talking mm-hmm. about her like we're talking about the Britney Spears memoir. She'll be toxic forever. <laughs> she's never going to stop. All right. It'll be the first Lifetime Christmas movie to feature an intimate scene. I'll fill you in on what movie you should check out before showing the kids on your next eBuzz on The Burt Show. The Burt Show. I truly believe people are just less respectful now and more clueless about their space in public than they ever have been before. You agree with that? Um, I, I would say that's pretty accurate, but I'm also hyper aware of everybody in my vicinity, <laughs> so maybe I'm the outlier. Do you not remember videos of Black Friday's past? I'm not just talking about Black Friday. I'm talking about in general. I think it well, gets worse during the holidays. For sure. But, you know, like people just... This happens to me at the airport all the time. It drives me crazy when people decide that they're going to have a conversation with somebody right in front of the escalator. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or in the main entrance of a building, you can't go around them. And that's just where it starts, right? But when it comes to retail now, I mean, yeah, Black Fridays are crazy. But as we get closer to Christmas, it just gets more frantic and people are more me, 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 right? I think it's always been like this. I think it's amplified now that we have social media and we can catch people's behaviors. So you can find yourself, if you're working retail or if you're even shopping in a mall, which I haven't stepped into a mall to shop for Christmas in years for this reason. I mean, pretty much everything's online. Everything's online. Yeah, I don't go into mall at all. But if you are, if you're braving the public, right, (laughs) and you are dealing with um, customers or you're dealing with other people that are shopping also and you're getting all pissed, don't yell at other customers. Uh, Don't yell at your own customers. We want you to vent on the Burt Show's retail vent line. It's the most wonderful time of the year. I'm so sick and tired of these f***ing retail workers. I say it every f***ing year. Do your f***ing job. Don't be a little b- and then complain, well, we had four people quit. 
You're a f***ing manager. Either be a f***ing manager or shut the f*** up. Because I'll slap the f*** out of you, you stupid mother <laughs> Okay, so we're going back to the champagne room. Awesome, sweet. We're not going to f***. On top of that, listening to you talk about and complain about how much your wife is spending holiday shopping really makes me feel some type of way about accepting the money that you're sticking down my ass for. Thank you. I am so sorry for the words I'm about to use. I'm so sick and tired of people getting so rude for no reason. I used to work retail. I got out from the rude people. I now work in a logistics company, and these truck drivers piss me the off every day. You delivered the loaf yesterday. I will not have your payment going out today. I'm so sorry. Money doesn't come on my hole. Please let me the alone. I'm trying to get you paid. Also, there's a holiday, so your check gets mailed the day before Thanksgiving. Won't be there by Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving, they're closed. I'm over everybody just like, hate people. I hate everyone. Good morning. I live in Kentucky and I manage a horse farm. If I had one more pretentious high society show up in a Mercedes and hand me a wreath and ask me to risk my life to hang it over their horse's neck while it's trying to get away from me that the horses hate wreaths. Horses hate life. These told me to hang these wreaths over their horses' heads so they can take cute photos and post them on social media. They like I ain't got enough stuff to do. It's cold, it's rainy, it's, the horses out there, there's mud out there. I'm working 12 hours a day just to do what I need to do on a daily, let alone take time out of my day, take time out of my staff's day, to hang Christmas lights to a wreath around your horse's neck and risk our lives. There you go. Just the way Jesus wanted it. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. All right, so if you're frustrated around the holidays, it can go a bunch of different angles here. Here's your phone number to call, and clearly we are going to beep out the cuss words. You can get nasty with us. We don't care. Uh, 404-954-1360. 404-954-1360. Go ahead. Leave your message there. Again, we'll use the voice disguiser. Nobody will know that you're crazy. Uh, and vent there, and you don't have to yell at your customers. Again, 404-954-1360. So I have realized that I have allowed myself to be victimized by social media. Instagram specifically. So you guys know if you listen to the show at all, and you guys certainly know in here that I'm really, I try to be health conscious. I'm really into like biohacking. I try to put all sorts of supplements and vitamins in my body. My goal is to live to 90 years old, but not 90 where the last 10 or where somebody else is wiping my butt. I want to be like healthy and active at least till 85 and then just have that slow decline. Okay. So 90 is the goal. So it's interesting when you get on social media, and we've said this a million times before on the show, once you start clicking on things, the algorithm and the internet knows exactly what you want. Exactly. So it keeps giving you like info on things to buy and purchase and puts interesting things in front of you that they know you're going to love. Oh, if you researched it, if you Googled it, it's popping up in an ad somewhere as you're on the internet. hundred percent. And even though Zuckerberg has said, I don't even know what you guys are talking about. That's not even possible. Uh, all of us have come in here with stories before where we might be talking about a green tree. And then it, within 30 seconds, we have uh, ads about green trees on Facebook or whatever, right? Instagram. So I have realized now in my search to be healthier that I am trying too hard and Instagram is to blame. I told you guys some time ago that I had this stroke in my eyeball. I still can't see out of one-fourth of my right eye, which is okay. It's all right. All right. It's still doable. But as I'm talking to doctors on exactly why it happened, because I don't want it to happen in the rest of my body, if it's just isolated in my optic nerve, I can live with this. If I have a stroke over the next couple of weeks and it affects other things, that's going to bother me. Yeah. So I started to do a deep dive and try to figure out why, Right. And I realized as I wrote down all the supplements that I have been taking, because I'll see something on Instagram and it makes so much sense to me. I'm like, oh, I got to get that. I buy it. Then a couple of days later, there's some other magic pill or magic supplement. I'm like, oh, that thing is going to make me live to 90. And I do it over and over and over again. So many times that I counted my supplements the other day, 
26. What? I'm thinking 26. Oh, man. (laughs) What are you doing? What? It's fish oil. It's vitamin A. It's vitamin D. It's, uh, what else do I got on here? I'm I'm looking at the list right now. There's stuff on here that I'm taking every day. I don't even remember buying. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I don't even know what it's doing. And it's not all pills. Like, you put it like that collagen shake you bring in here or whatever. That counts too, right? Uh, I don't have that on the list, but it's mostly supplements. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. That's another one. You even got something that didn't make the list. <laughs> I'm like, you literally drink this god-awful looking thing every single morning that has stuff in it. It's bone broth, collagen, and yeah. Yeah, and that and didn't make the list. Uh, that did not make the wow. list. Wow, okay. So I think what happened with my eyeball is some of these supplements were trying to work their way out of my body through uh, my eyes. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I have decided... I'm going one by one now and talking to my doctor. I'm like, which one of these things can I get off of? Because I take a multivitamin every day also, which should cover most of the stuff on this list. But when I'm on Instagram and it's telling me I need more of it, I'm like, I don't even remember that I took a multivitamin. So I'm curious because whenever I go to the doctor and I get a physical every year, they ask me what I'm taking. Not just prescription, but everything like my probiotic, my cranberry pills, all that stuff. And I, I have my little pill box, and I have, like, five things I take Yeah, every mine's day. not little. Mine's like luggage. I know. <laughs> have you not been telling your doctor what you take? Uh, uh, you know, I think I might have been a little lazy about it. I think you might have been. <laughs> Cut a few out. This, this information, like, your doctor should know this by now. Yeah, yeah, you know, I think I'm probably trying to do it off the top of my head. So I'm like, well, I know I take vitamin D, yeah. and I know I take vitamin C, <laughs> so I'll put those down. Uh, but then when I put the entire list down, because I'm now I'm really starting to get serious about it, now that I can't see out of one-fourth of my eye, uh-huh. I didn't even realize I was taking this many. Wow. Yeah, so I, I'm not even slowly weaning myself off of it. Like, it's all gone. Is that why you came in here just throwing vitamins at me the other day? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. Take, right? these. <laughs> Take this one. Take this one. I'm not using it anymore. This might be the reason why I'm only 5'4", also. <laughs> This is what stunted your growth? This is it. Okay. If I didn't take half of these, I'd be 6'2 right now. <laughs> the Burt Show. All right, so, Abby, your family needs to retire from trying to set you up. It is time. It is time. My family has a horrible track record for trying to set me up, but I honestly think this most recent one takes the cake. So, I mean, I feel like everybody at one point or another has been set up with somebody, whether it's like, oh, I think you'd be really good with my friend so-and-so, or like, I've got a nephew that's really great. And more often than not, you'll be sent a photo of this person and you'll be like, this is who you thought my match was? Really? And it feels almost more like an insult than some kind of benefit to them trying to like match you up. Um, And I always kind of feel like they're choosing what fits their idea of what's convenient for them. Like if it's your friend that's wifed up and their husband has a goofy best friend, they're trying to set you up with the goofy best friends so that you guys can double date. Or if it's like your single friend, they're always setting you up with someone who's, you know, cute, but not attractive enough to be a threat to their own ego. So they'll set you up with their nice friend that they met in algebra class or whatever. Or if it's your parents, I feel like they're always setting you up with people that really like them because their worst nightmare is for you to get matched with someone who doesn't like them and isn't polite. So my mom is notorious for doing this anytime she's out. Like she gets a Publix cashier that's just a little too friendly. She's sending me a photo. She's like, this is Tom. (laughs) He he really complimented my choice of produce. It's great. So over the week or last week over Thanksgiving, I was very much prepared to get set up with somebody, somebody's other second cousin or friend that they know. And I knew that my mom was probably going to be in on it because my cousin's getting married. I think they're kind of like, okay, we want Abby to be next because after all the wedding planning's over, we need something to fill the void. And Abby needs to be next with her, with her love life. So I get to Thanksgiving and after we finish, you know, dinner, we've done all the small talk. We're all gathered around the kitchen island. We're snacking, we're drinking red wine. And my mom turns to me and she goes, Abby, We met the most polite young man while we were out today. We grabbed lunch at the beach bistro down the street. We think this guy's perfect for you. And I kind of roll my eyes. I'm like, okay, yeah, you say that all the time. Anytime you meet somebody at like Kroger. And then my cousin, who's a little bit younger than me, but very hip, very cool. She turns to me and she goes, oh my God, Abby, 
this guy would be perfect for you. <laughs> now, this is where I start to get a little bit more intrigued because my mom is probably just, you know, looking for anybody who's going to be nice and polite and, you know, would be a good little son-in-law. But my cousin wouldn't do me dirty. You got a second opinion. I got a second opinion from somebody I trust. It's like getting a, a good Yelp review from someone that you've seen <laughs> on a couple of restaurants <laughs> before. I'm like, okay, now I'm intrigued. I'm like, tell me about this boy. And they said he was the only waiter in this one bistro that we went to. And he was taking such good care of everybody. He made sure that we had everything we needed. He was so attentive. He, attentive. he was so polite. And best of, he's got floppy brown hair and he's over six foot. And I was like, okay, Those are listening. really the only two things you it's need. Yeah, you just going to skip the first few. <laughs> <laughs> he has a pulse and he has brown hair. And he's tall. And so I'm, I'm invested now because my cousin has her stamp of approval. My mom has a stamp of approval. And apparently he fits my type. And I'm like, okay, well, what's his story? You know, like, is, is he my age? Does he Is this like his side gig? And they're like, we're not really sure what the story is, but we think he's around like 28. He's definitely like late 20s. And so I'm like, okay, I'm interested. So I go home the next day and I'm texting with my mom and my cousin because they're like, we're going to the bistro later today and we're going to see X, this guy. And if we see him and we tell him that he, He's, you're interested, we're going to FaceTime you and make sure that we can get this set up. And oh, so I'm like, wow. all right, let me know. <laughs> so a FaceTime? I'm minding my own business <laughs> when all of a sudden I get a selfie from my mom, my cousin, and the boy. And tell me- Bistro why, boy. Bistro boy. This, they're trying to set me up a bistro boy. So tell me why I open my text messages to this photo and it is a literal child. I'm like, mom, I, I'm into guys who look fratty, not guys who are in literal fraternities. This man could not have been older than 19. I'm like, you're literally trying to set me up with this man who's in college. And we end up getting his details. He, This infant follows me on Instagram. He's like a sophomore at a local university. Oh, shut up. He, This man is not employed. This man cannot even legally drink. And yet the entire Thanksgiving post show where we're all just vibing, they're convinced that this man is perfect well, for me. Well, he is employed. He's Bistro Boy. Well, he's employed part time. <laughs> I was I was looking more for like a 401k, <laughs> an apartment. What and, made them think he was 28? That's what I want. Because this guy is, visi I'll show you guys after this break. This guy is visibly young, like backwards hat, I like is holding a bush light. You know what I mean? If you were yeah. over the age of 25, <laughs> you've got a bush light in your hand. It's over. So they need to retire because obviously their HR is way off. So all they want is a warm body. They don't even care at yeah. this point. Just get somebody with that. A warm body who likes my mom. You better be thankful he didn't show up at the Thanksgiving table. I was worried he was going to. That's how convinced they were that he was going to join the family. Well, he could have served you. Oh. <laughs> and he could have washed the dishes afterwards. And you know what? My mom would have tipped him well. The Burt Show. Look, you know, so now your friend's Christmas cards are starting to come to your house or maybe they're sending them to you digitally or whatever. And you're like, oh, my God, they look so good. Oh, they're this family is flawless, just flawless. I'd say like 50 percent of them are the same guilty people that Kristen is. It's a lie. I always do a photo Christmas card have for many, many years, even before Jimmy. Um, my husband and I's wedding photo, our engagement photo. Before that, it was always pictures of the dogs. Um, my mom did this growing up. She actually sent like the newsletter oh, and God. typed out like everything my brother and I had been up to and what 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 vacation we took, you know, the past year and stuff like that. It was, it was a lot. <laughs> Can we take a right turn for just one second on, on this right here? Uh -huh. uh, these newsletters. Have any of you guys that have received one actually read it from top to bottom? Yes, to make fun of it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? I, I read them. My family still sends one out every year, but my dad's a really funny writer, so it's kind of hilarious. But I love them because now I don't have to talk to you throughout the whole year. I can just get the end of your recap. Uh, I, I usually don't. I'm usually about three lines into it, and then I give up on it. But as Abby said, reading is coming back. So it maybe is. this year, people, uh -huh. <laughs> it's making a strong comeback. <laughs> it is making a comeback. I never read them. No. Uh, yeah, so on this one, I just got a little blurb, right? Just a little blurb on the back because I do the front and the back because uh, my friend Amanda's 
a photographer, took such fantastic photos of us at the beach that I couldn't just choose one. But I have the main photo on the front and then some other photos on the back and this little blurb about, like, Jimmy turned two this past March. And um, we're just, life is so fantastic and our hearts are filled with laughter and joy. Live, laugh, laugh. Blah, blah, blah. Hashtag blast. Um, no, I don't do that. But... Um, I was struggling with the picture I wanted to choose because it was a picture of all three of us and we were all looking at the camera and it just made sense that that would be the the photo for the front of the Christmas card. There was just one little thing that I personally could not look past and that's because in true mom fashion, I got everybody else ready for our beach trip except for myself and... I was like a week away from getting my roots done and it was very obvious that there was like a little bit of a skunk streak and a gray streak going down the middle of my hairline. I would only correct you in saying I didn't think it was all that obvious. I thought the way it blended in, it made the sun look like, okay. I don't know. I, I was very self-conscious about it, okay? Uh, and I always have been. I I've went gray like a, a while back <clears throat> and I get my... Shocker, I'm not naturally a blonde. <gasps> what? Uh, <laughs> <so> <laughs> been dyeing my hair for a very, very, very long time. So I was looking at this photo and I was like, I want to use this one. But all I can see when I look at it is this is my is my roots and my hair. <laughs> it's that little gray like uh, Kardashian skunk thing that he used to have back in the day. Robert Kardashian? Robert Kardashian. <laughs> All his hair was dark except for that one skunk <laughs> oh, yeah. um, And so I'm like, am I so extra and so vain that I'm going to Photoshop my Christmas card? And the answer is yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> you, I am missed yeah. out, you missed out on a theme though. What? It, it could have been all about your hair, silver and gold oh. <laughs> for Christmas. No, not, not quite. So um, I asked my friend Cassie who's sitting next to me and who is a photographer, if she could just tweak it because I felt really bad about going to the actual photographer that took the photos and being like, hey, can you Photoshop this and take this out? <laughs> um, which she did. So there I was on my Christmas card website deciding, looking at both photos. Am I just going to, you know, suck it up and just embrace who I am and send the all natural photo mm-hmm. or am I going to send this ever so slightly Photoshop photo covering up the gray streak in my hair? And we went Photoshop. Of course. All right. Yep. <laughs> I think most do that. The, the suspense wasn't killing us. <laughs> no, <okay. laughs> Not a spoiler alert. I'm that transparent. <laughs> and my hair is transparent. And also, I am transparent. Look, I really believe, like, 50, I said 80% before, but I really think, like, half people, especially now with technology and the day that we have now with how easy it is to Photoshop your own photos, people are so educated. I think 50% of these things have a touch up. I would love for people to to call up and make me feel better. one 855 show 855-237-8746. Doesn't even have to be the Christmas card. Like, you Photoshopped something and you're willing to admit what you Photoshopped <laughs> and why, like, why you did it. Okay. So it could be your kid in a photo. It could be you in a photo. It could be whatever that enhanced your photo, but yes. that wasn't the real thing. Well, I did. I saw a, a story recently and it wasn't the mom that Photoshopped it. She was pissed. So she got her kid's school pictures back and they photoshopped him like without her consent and they gave him a different smile. (gasps) What? Yes. Like Yes. Like it was like this they he I don't if I remember correctly I don't think he was showing any teeth. He just kind of had like a grin or whatever. They full on photoshopped a full teeth smile onto this kid in the photos (laughs) and sent it to her. And she's like that's not my baby's teeth. (laughs) I don't I can't even remember what I was watching but this ad for the new Android has come out. Uh, and it's amazing what they can do, what the camera itself will do with people's faces. Like, if you don't like your facial expression, the camera will now change it for you. The apps will change it for you. Oh, it's crazy. And it's so, and this is like built into the camera. Or if you take, you know, if you're in a group shot and y'all take multiple shots, you can be like, well, I like Kristen's face in this shot and Abby's face in this one. And Mo looks best here. So I'm going to combine them all together. 
Yeah. Uh, it picks the best. You can go through and pick all your faces from whichever photo you want. You guys haven't seen that commercial yet? No. Oh. It blows you away what it cool. can do now. Wow. Now, I don't think iPhone has this yet, but uh, the Android, I think, does. Mm-hmm. So you won't have to feel guilty about it. Your phone's doing it for you. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, okay. Enjoy your Photoshop Christmas cards <laughs> when you get them in the mail. I'm sure they'll be full. <laughs> hey, the Bird Show. All right, let's get Tasha back on here. She called us yesterday, and she is almost convinced that her boyfriend and and his ex have something going on, and she wanted us to test him, which we did last night. So let's get Tasha back on and give her some results. Hey, Tasha. Hey, guys. Hi. Okay, so for those that didn't hear this yesterday, why don't you go ahead and give us like the 30-second recap of exactly what you saw on Thanksgiving, making your gut say, hey, something's happening here. Sure, of course. So um, uh, my family Thanksgiving got canceled because my family had a stomach bug so my boyfriend Sean who like I've been with him for about a year he invites me to come do it with his family but he like really like wasn't into me being there like he and when I got there you know his ex who is married to his cousin uh is like they're making eyes at each other they're talking the whole time they're giggling and it's just not sitting right with me like I'm there's definitely something going on in my head. So we we were talking about this um, yesterday. Did you not have a conversation with your boyfriend on the way home about like, hey, um, hmm. how did your ex end up with your cousin? You know, I asked him about that and apparently they met while he was dating her. And so like, it was like a whole thing where he's like, I don't know. I just, personally, I'm like starting to think like if he's not cheating on me, he's not over her at least. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm. And it's one of those things, like I think I said yesterday, you know when you see it, like you can see the chemistry between two people, you know? All right, so you asked us to do a War of the Roses type thing with him yesterday, give him some free flowers, who he's going to turn around and send them to, and Kristen has the results. All right, so Tasha, we sent the fake promotional email to the email address you provided us for Sean. He was offered a free bouquet of flowers, able to choose from several options with pictures, and his options were... Cherished memories. See, Tracy is very clever because, you know, if it's an mm-hmm. ex and there might be cherished memories, she, she caters these. Um, a nostalgic arrangement of flowers reminiscent of those from shared memories or experiences. This can include a mix of wildflowers, roses, and lilies, each symbolizing different aspects of your enduring friendship. Wildflowers for the carefree days of youth, roses for deep affection, and lilies for the purity of your long-standing bond. Wow. Tropical Paradise. <laughs> that was a description. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Tropical Paradise. An exotic display of bright orchids, pink flamingo flowers, and lush palm leaves. A perfect bouquet for the person you love to get away with. There's Garden of Gratitude. Express your thanks with a delightful mix of pink roses, white lilies, and lavender, symbolizing appreciation and grace. And then lastly, Eternal Passion. Two dozen vibrant red roses, symbolizing enduring love and passion to be given to your one and only. So in exchange, he's asked to share some promo codes for a percentage off future order. The first promotional email was sent at 10.07 a.m. And Tasha, Sean, did order flowers at 12.10 p.m. And he chose cherished memories. I'm not going to read the full description again because it was long, but it's a nostalgic arrangement of flowers reminiscent of those from shared memories or experiences. Um, he said okay. delivery for next Wednesday morning. It's going to a work address. And it seems like he's still holding on to these memories of his ex because he's sending them to her. Ooh. What? And the note on the card, your instincts were right because I know you wanted to do this because you knew her birthday was coming up. He put on the card wishing you the best birthday ever. So he's choosing to send birthday flowers to his ex. <laughs> So your instincts were right. There's the good news. Uh, The bad news is, yeah. Are you kidding? No, I'm sorry. I wish I was. Oh, my God. This dude. Oh, my God. I'm so mad. So how long have you been going out with this guy? Like a year. Okay. And he's sending, is it to Aaron? Yeah, it's, it's to be sent to Aaron. I cannot with this man. I'm, I'm so done. 
This is also bad news for the cousin who's literally married. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's that aspect. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, this is the double whammy. I wonder if she married him just that's to keep staying close. Now. <gasps> that's what I'm thinking. That's scandalous. Ooh. Say that one more time. I wonder if she married the cousin to stay in the family, stay close to him. Huh? So, yeah, you got some problems here. Um, I'm not sure how you want to confront him on this, but the evidence is the evidence. And he can't say, well, she's just a, you know what? It's her birthday and it was a special occasion. It's the first one that came with the bud. No, man, you get the opportunity for free flowers. The first person that comes into your mind is your girlfriend, wife, whatever. But what does she do with this information? Does she just break up with him? Not Does she say something to him? Does she say something to the cousin? Ooh. Ooh. I think you got to talk to your boyfriend first, and then if your boyfriend brushes it off or tries to make excuses, then I think you go straight to the cousin. I feel like I wouldn't go to the cousin because it would make me look like I'm the crazy person. Mm. I think I'm just, I'm walking yeah. away. Sometimes yeah. you got to embrace the crazy mo. That's true, too. <laughs> That's true. Uh, so, Tasha, you got the info. Deal with it as you please, but he definitely still has something going on there for the ex. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm not going to say with anybody who's sending more than a text to his ex on their birthday. No, you're worth. Good for you. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Ugh. Sorry, Tasha. Yeah, thanks, guys, for doing this. I really appreciate it. I need somebody to go undercover and, like, help me out with this because I knew I wasn't crazy. No, you're not crazy. You're seeing what you're seeing. Mm-hmm. Hey, The Bird Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Bird Show's entertainment buzz. Lifetime is going where Lifetime holiday movies have never gone before. The bedroom. <laughs> so they're introducing their first holiday film with a <clears throat> intimate scene. And I've always felt like Lifetime and Hallmark movies kind of treat their actors like Ken dolls. Like they've just never had an intimate thought in their life. They don't even have the parts. They don't even think about it. And so this film is going to be called A Cowboy Christmas Romance. Or as I am dubbing it, Save a Horse, Ride a Cowboy Christmas Romance. (laughs) It is everything is going to change on December 9th when the film comes out. Jana Kramer, who stars in it, says it's still Lifetime. It's still family, but it's definitely pushing the limits. Can Can I tell you something? Uh, well, I'm going to. Um, <laughs> I know you do. It's a radio show. Yeah. We kind of need you to talk. And we've got five minutes to kill, so I might as well. Um, this kind of, bo- I'm, I'm kind of bummed by this, to be honest with you. I don't really watch that channel. To be, I've never watched an entire movie on it. But as a parent, it is really nice to know from time to time that there are yeah. places you can go where you don't have to worry about this whatsoever. That happens to be one place. So even though this wouldn't offend me even in the least, um, I just feel like more and more of those places are becoming extinct. Like stay in your lane lifetime? Yeah, I think so. You know, I mean, you'll get to this point with Jimmy also and um, Cassie will with her kids as well. There are, look, even this show is guilty of it sometimes, you know, where you're listening with kids and from time to time we go over the top and you're like, dang it, I really trusted them, right? Mm -hmm. Um, This is a channel, um, Hallmark, where that's sort of their brand. Lifetime, I mean. That is, is there really a difference? Yes. Is there? It's the same but different. Yeah, but they're two different channels. Okay, yeah. But they're the same. Same thing. (laughs) So it's nice for parents to be able to do that kind of thing and not have to worry about it at all. Yeah, I kind of get that. I think it'll be interesting to see them dip their toe into something a little spicier because maybe it it ends up leading to Lifetime branching off and having more romantic films throughout the year, you know, for a more adult audience. But yeah, I can picture myself turning on the Lifetime uh, channel this year and all of a sudden I'm like, "Mm, my family's in the room. Uh I don't want to watch this. Would it be like the equivalent like BET airing Friends? That just doesn't make sense. (laughs) (laughs) Could you imagine like turning on BET and there's an episode of Friends on there? I had to process that, but yes. Yeah, that would be odd, right? It would be odd. It's like turning in the lifetime and seeing like an intimate scene, like that would be odd. I think everybody probably has a moment with their family when you guys were sitting either in a movie theater or at home and you're all watching a movie together and you weren't expecting it but boobs come on the screen <laughs> yep. or somebody starts making out with somebody else or there's a and you as a kid are like oh my god this is so uncomfortable <laughs> I right? leave every time who's <laughs> 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 thirsty <laughs> or you're watching something in the family room nobody's in there your parents are in like another room and you're watching a movie that has like one sex scene and of course your parents come in during the one <laughs> 
intimate city <laughs> rack. I swear, five minutes ago, this was normal. So yeah, be be aware when a cowboy for Christmas or a cowboy Christmas romance comes on the screen on Lifetime You wanted year. to say, save a horse save a cowboy for Christmas, can't you? <laughs> yeah. All right, Travis Scott is taking no chances at his concerts anymore. So at a recent show, um, he literally stopped it to stop a uh, to stop a couple arguing in the audience. So a little backstory, if you didn't know about the Astroworld tragedy, it was this fatal crowd crush where uh, 10 people ended up passing away at his concert due to how crowded it was. So it looks like he's being extra safe because when he saw this couple in the audience getting into a little tiff, he stopped his set, put the spotlight on them and said, hey, we're going to have a good time. The, the boyfriend is literally standing up. The girlfriend is sitting down, allegedly pouting. She looked like she was in a bad mood. And he said, y'all need to hug it out. What I want you to do right there, I want you to give her a big hug real quick. Stand up. Hey, give her a kid. said give him a real hug. So Damn. this is a family show now, making sure that the love is being spread around the audience. I do feel like he might actually have changed his stance on how to handle all of these situations, but I feel like he's dug himself such a hole that I don't think people will ever believe him. Why do you, what do you, why do you mean that? Just because the way he's handled things in the past, leading up to it and then right after it, I feel like it's difficult for him to really turn over a new leaf. Like, people don't believe that he actually has mm-hmm. this empathy, but I think he might actually be turning around. Yeah, because before, if you remember, like he encouraged like the crowd surge, mm-hmm. and that, that was a part of like the Travis Scott experience when you went to the show and then this happened and like he's doing this 180 but I think after a a trauma like that and a tragedy like that I would hope that it would have that effect on you that it would like you would see the world differently and you would change your ways exactly exactly Kiki Palmer is opening up about the rude awakening she had in her relationship with Darius Jackson it's on your next e-buzz on the Burt Show Hey, The Burt Show. Do you guys have a Christmas movie that when it comes on every year, it's a must-watch, a re-watch every single year? Christmas Vacation. Christmas Vacation. Oh, my gosh. Every single time. That tracks. Cassie? <laughs> Same. Actually, really? we, Thanksgiving Day, my family always watches National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, and that is the official kickoff. Home Alone 1 and 2. Home Alone 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. The Santa Claus Trilogy. I love those films. <laughs> um, there is a list that just came out. For me, it's Elf, and it always will be Elf. Um, list just came out of the top 10 that are the most rewatched every single year. I, I, did any of ours that we suggested make the list? Chris, uh, Home Alone was number one. Wow. Okay. Wow. Yeah, that's the most. Christmas Story, number two. Gosh, am I going to be the first to ever say this? It, it, that's an overrated movie. I completely agree. Oh, which, which one? Which one? Christmas, Christmas Story. I'm going to shoot your eye out with the... Blah, blah, blah. I, yeah, I know. I, I, know. I, I love classic. it. It is a classic. Yeah, it's a classic. <laughs> I went and toured the house in Cleveland. It's awesome. Bragger. <laughs> it's, one of those, it's one of those films that I don't think I've seen it in its entirety. I've just seen, like, scenes. It comes on the TV on Christmas Day, and I'm like, I watch one scene, and I feel like I've seen it, like, 17 different times. Same for me. I don't think I've ever seen it in its entirety. But in fact, the kid from A Christmas Story is in Elf. He is? Uh huh. Right. As an adult. Mm hmm. Which one? He's one of the elves. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just look like look for the elf that looks like the kid from Christmas Story. Yeah, like John the piercing Favreau, blue eyes. John Favreau directed it, and they're like best friends. He's in a bunch really? of the Marvel movies too. Huh. Uh, uh, Charlie Brown Christmas was number three. Uh, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer four, and Elf made number five. Christmas Vacation was six. Okay, mm, okay. okay. So you're in the top ten. You got that going for you. <laughs> Thank you. All right, so she is wondering. She emailed us, and she's thinking about going to see this guy that she's been quote unquote dating online for months, and her parents are pretty sketched out. About about it. So let's see if we can get some of uh, you guys to give her some advice here. one 855 Hey, Bircho. Uh, I'm in a bit of a conundrum. You don't hear that word a lot. <laughs> and would like your thoughts. I'm an avid gamer and have been for many years. It's not uncommon to make quote unquote friends on the platform. And I've made several over the years. One specifically has become more than a friend in recent months. I think this is a pretty common story now, right, Cassie? You're, you're a gamer. Mm-hmm. So this happens quite a bit where yeah. you start hanging out with people you don't even know online. And before you know it, you have a connection and you take it offline. Yeah. Yeah. Your friend group's online and then sometimes they stay online. And sometimes if you're lucky and you're near enough, you'll meet up in person. Uh, we've expanded our communication to texting and the occasional FaceTime. Ooh, isn't that like third base now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and our calls have gotten 
dot 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 spice mm. a couple of times. Uh, I'm 20, and as far as I know, as far as I know, he is in his early 20s as well. I mean, I haven't talked, uh, I haven't asked for an ID, but he looks 20 to me. We're finally taking the leap and meeting in person. Three exclamation points. I'm so excited. Two exclamation points. It's a big deal because I'm in Iowa. He's in Utah. So it's not just a drive down the road. I've already bought my plane ticket, but I haven't told a lot of my friends and family because I know they would be so skeptical. Anytime I talk about this, uh, about my Internet friends, they all get kind of weird. I have told my mom, and she's very discouraging of this trip and would like um, and would like him to come to meet me first. I try to tell him I've been Benji for several years now, and just because we haven't met in person doesn't mean I don't know he is a great guy. She says she's known Benji. I'm sorry. Uh, honestly, I think I love him. Ooh. Oh, boy. Uh, do you think I'm crazy for going to see him? Thank you, Layla. Mm. As the girl who just got into somebody's vehicle because he had floppy brown hair and looked like he was above six feet, I'm going to say that this is a bad idea. And that's a lot coming from me. I think it's one thing to have a virtual relationship, but it's another thing when someone, and this is just my opinion, it feels like you're being lured into um, what could be a trap, especially as a woman. I think it's just completely different. I think I might feel a little bit differently if you were a guy. I just think women are more vulnerable to these kinds of crimes. And I think you're putting yourself in a really dangerous position. I think you go, but you don't stay with him. Like you're 20, you FaceTimed. So you've seen this person, right? So I think you go, but you be overly cautious. You don't stay with the person and you, you know, stay somewhere in a hotel, in a, you meet in only public places. Like you don't go back to his place and you just be smart about it. The first meeting, as long as you're smart about it, I think it can be a successful meetup and you can really figure out if this person is legit. As a parent, I don't like this. I just don't like it at all. I'm nervous for her. Um, I would want to know where she is at all times. I mean, I know she's 20 years old. I mean, she's an adult. She's got to do what she's got to do. But I would really hate this, to be honest with you. Yeah, you, you got to tell everybody and share your location. This mm. is not, if you're going to do this trip, it's not one you do under the radar. It's one yeah. you do above board. But it's been several years and that's the hang up for me. Like I have an internet friend that I met on MySpace like 15 years ago. And he was in the Navy stationed off the coast of California. And I was doing an internship in London at the time. And we became pen pals. This is when we had to go to like a computer lab to get internet access. And now we live 40 minutes away from each other. We've still never met in person, but like we talked about it a couple times now. The difference is it was purely platonic and there was never any like dating angle. But the, my point is you can be friends with someone you've met online for several years is a long time to keep up a con. Most are calling in saying go for it. Hey, Cynthia, good morning. You're part of the Burt Show. Hi. Good morning. How are y'all? Great. Thank you. What you got here? So I did date someone um, a while ago. Um, he turned out to be a lot older than he said he was. My opinion is she shouldn't do it because, you know, they are... A lot of sex trafficking out there, and you never know, you may be one of those traps. I think you got to have a bunch of safety nets built in here. And, you know, there is, at least for me, there is always this balancing question. Like, my kid is an adult now. Mm -hmm. It's 20. If this was happening to Hayden, it would be 21. Look, they're going to make their own decisions, you know? So... But you also, they're always going to be your kid. Yeah. So do you let them make these mistakes? But in a case like this, a mistake could be really, really tragic. I'm with, I'm with mom on this one. I, I think this is a trip that he has to make first. I don't know why, but I just feel like being an older brother with two younger sisters, it's been a, there's been a lot of times as a family we've had to talk my sisters off of doing stuff like this, and it just never seems to go well. I think that once he comes and you have, you've met him in a safer environment, then I think you feel more comfortable with going to see him. What's up, Cass? Um, yeah, so I, I can give advice, but if this was my daughter, mm-hmm. I'm 100% like stealth <laughs> following her, and I'm going to be in the same city. Right. <laughs> yeah, she's going to have a tracking tag and not know. Hey, <laughs> Lee, good morning. Hi. Hey, what's up? Um, so I guess I have the unpopular opinion, but um, I met my fiance in 2020, and I was living in Portland, Oregon, and he is in Georgia. And um, after 
let's see, I think two months of us talking online, we met on Facebook. Um, he flew out to Portland and, um, <clears throat> excuse me, got an Airbnb. And so we, we stayed uh, separately. But obviously it worked out. I'm getting married in May. Hey, congratulations for you. Um, how old were you when you did this? I'm 36 now, so... Uh, 32. I, I do think that changes things. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, yeah. 32 and 20 changes things, right? Right. But I also had, um, I share my location with my best friend. My yeah. parents knew where I was. So, um, but yeah, I honestly don't even like accept friend requests from people I don't know on Facebook, but something was just different about him. He was an artist. He was cute. And um, yeah, I mean, I moved to Georgia in um, October of 2021. Well, congratulations. It worked out for you. And you're still alive to tell the story, which is good. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. <laughs> it's the Burt Show. Get it. The Burt Show. So maybe if you were driving around Marietta or Atlanta yesterday, you were caught up in a motorcade and you weren't exactly sure why. Well, there was a big event going on yesterday. Yeah, former First Lady Rosalind Carter is going to be laid rest today, ending a three-day celebration of her life. So yesterday, several prominent U.S. leaders actually carpooled, or not carpooled, but airplane pulled to <laughs> Atlanta yesterday for the memorial service. Um, and coming in on Air Force One was President Joe Biden. Biden and First Lady Jill Biden. And catching a ride was former President Bill Clinton, former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, and former First Lady Michelle Obama. Um, also in attendance yesterday was uh, former First Lady Laura Bush and also Melania Trump. So, um, yeah, Rosalind Carter, she passed away on November 19th, and they are now holding all of um, the, the tributes and the memorials. Her husband of 77 Jane. years... Former President Jimmy Carter was there, and he's been placed on hospice. Um, he's so 99, isn't he? He is 99. Damn. And so they all gathered at Glen Memorial Church on the Emory University campus, um, had a beautiful tribute to her. And I really honestly want to encourage people to read up on the former First Lady, Rosalind Carter, if you're not familiar with what she's accomplished. I know nothing about her except I know that the two of them together were like, Complete and total humanitarians. So I went to um, the Carter Center and uh, read what they posted for her. And she has done so much for mental health <laughs> and for caregiving. Like just to give you an idea, like some of the books that she's written, um, it's, you know, one of the books was Helping Yourself Help Others, a book for caregivers, Helping Someone with Mental Illness, a compassionate guide for family, friends, and caregivers. Like that was a lot of her passion work over the years. Um, she's done so much when it comes to vaccines. It, it's she's, she's a pretty incredible woman who accomplished quite a bit in her 96 years on this earth. Um, and her and Jimmy Carter were obviously like a testament of true love and what a real team looks like in marriage. So um, they're, they're going to have the services today in Plains, Georgia, which is where she is from. Um, they're actually, it's, it's crazy where they, the home they have in Plains, Georgia, if you go out to their front porch, you'll be able to see where she's buried. Is that right? Oh, wow. Yeah. So, um, that's going to be happening today. That's obviously going to be, um, a, a, a private ceremony. Um, but they, they shared a very, Fox 5 shared a very touching photo of Georgia State Patrol troopers standing guard over her casket as it sat in place of honor at the Carter's Church mm -hmm. in Plains, Georgia. So, I, I yeah, I do. She lived... A, a full, wonderful life, um, kids, grandchildren, great-grandchildren. But I really do feel like you should mm -hmm. just read up a little bit on right. her accomplishments because she, she accomplished quite a bit. Sure. All right, complete right turn here. Uh, Cassie. Am I the a-hole? <laughs> you want to stop right there? Yeah, stop there. Yep, yeah. yep. The answer is yes. Um, for making my sister sleep in the dog bed outside overnight. Man, we cover all bases on this we show. We really do, right? Okay. Now, is this from Reddit or is this personal story for you? This is Reddit. Okay. I would not make my sister sleep in a dog bed outside. She can have the one inside. <laughs> so I'm currently in a leg and arm cast due to an accident. And so I temporarily moved back home with my parents and my younger sister. My parents are currently out of town, and so it's just me and my sister. Now, my sister has a tendency of leaving her keys behind and losing them, and we usually have to open the door for her. She was going out to a party Friday night, and I warned her to triple check that she had her keys before she left. Surprise, surprise. She left the keys behind, so she called me at like 3 a.m. drunk, telling me to open the door for her. 
Getting up in my condition is a mission. So I warned her. I So I told her I had warned her straight up that I wasn't going to be coming downstairs to open the door for her. And she needs to call a friend and stay there for the night. <laughs> then I hung up my phone and put it on do not disturb. She screamed my name outside for a while until one of the neighbors told her to STFU. That's shut the F up if you don't know it. And so she, instead of calling a friend, decided to sleep in the old dog bed outside. I found her there in the morning and woke her up to come inside. She was hella pissed and yelled at me for making her sleep in the dog bed. She also found a tick on her later and blames that on me, too. We've been fighting back and forth over this, and so we're here for some impartial voices. I feel bad that she slept outside, but I also feel like that was a poor choice on her part, and I warned her to do the normal adult thing of bringing your keys with you. So am I the a-hole for making her sleep outside in a dog bed? Well, one, you didn't make her sleep outside. She chose. She <laughs> she actively chose to sleep outside when she could have called a friend or taken an Uber. Like, she yeah. could have got, gotten an Uber and gone to a friend's house. Or broken a window like an adult. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get in there. You're an a-hole for not letting her in, right? No. No. You don't think so? No. Teach her a lesson. Okay, she's go ahead. She's an arm cast and a leg cast, and she's upstairs, and she asked her sister three times to remember to take her keys and told her before she walked out the door, I'm not letting you in if you forget your keys. That's on you. You got you to gotta take some accountability and responsibility right there. <laughs> and at the end of the day, like Kristen said, you chose that. Yeah. Says I, the man who doesn't want to make people soft, kids soft. Uh, yeah, well, I had forgotten about the casts. <laughs> yeah. 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 Put it this way, you are upstairs in a leg cast and an arm cast, and you tell your 16-year-old kid three times. Oh, it's different. He's definitely f- sleeping outside. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. He's definitely. You love your kids more than sisters love each other, okay? <laughs> Maybe. I think she's only the a-hole if she heard her yelling and made the choice not to go downstairs. Now, I get that it's hard to get downstairs in, like, a cast and stuff, but I think if you're sitting there knowing that your sister is going to have to make that choice, that makes you the a-hole. It's oh, she be heard a- her yelling. You know she heard her yelling. She called her. She answered yeah. the phone. They talked on yeah. the phone, and then she heard her yelling outside the window. Oh, yeah, she's the a-hole. It's got to be super annoying to be the responsible sister, because there's usually a responsible one and a flaky one. The responsible one is always, <laughs> Cassie's looking at me like, oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> No comment. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's always like that. At me being the oldest, I always had to leave something I was doing because my sisters forgot their keys. They locked themselves out the car. Something always happened. I, I've completely side with her on saying you have to you have to own this one. What was the majority on Reddit saying? Not the a hole. Not the, the, the young. You okay. you were great. You warned the younger sister. She deserved it. It's a valuable lesson. Think about that. She slept in a dog bed outside and got a tick. Do you think she's going to be forgetting her keys anytime <laughs> soon? Nope. <laughs> Probably not. Although I, I I do think that most flakes don't learn the first time. No. It takes two or three ticks. It did. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, well, those are dangerous, so let's try not to do that. Third tick's a charm. Third tick's a charm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, look, do you know somebody here in Atlanta that is approaching Christmas right now, and they are in a complete panic? Maybe it hasn't been a great year. Maybe it hasn't been a great couple of years, and they're already going to have to say to their kids, like, hey, Santa might skip our house this year. We don't want that to happen. We call it the birth show's breaking and entering. We've done this for several years. Uh, we get our birth show elves with the approval of Santa to go in and legally break into someone's home, fully decorate it for Christmas, stock the fridge, get them everything to need. Because sometimes you just need that little boost to get back up on your feet. But what we need are nominations. So if you know somebody who could really use some extra love this holiday season, who could really benefit from a birth show's breaking and entering, go to the birthshow.com and nominate that family. Tell us what they've been going through and why they could use some extra love this holiday season. Yeah, I mean, think about this. If you're a family and you're thinking like this has been such a tough year and, you know, you're going to wake up and there's going to be nada, nada there. Um, They won't have any idea who did this. It's going to be completely magical. They are just going to show up one day and they will open the door and go, what the heck happened? So they won't know that you nominated. This is completely anonymous. So... We're not going to embarrass them. We are not going to embarrass you. But there are so many families out there, especially this year, that need this kind of help, that if you know one, like Kristen said, please nominate them today at thebirdshow.com. Get it. The Bird Show.